Hello, and welcome back to the Real Professional Podcast, the DreadX Collection Collection, our collection of episodes about the DreadX Collection. I'm collecting all the developers here to give their collective thoughts on this uh, collaborative uh, collective effort that we put together. Um, and uh, yeah, so what is the DreadX Collection? If you haven't been tuning in, the DreadX Collection is uh, 10 indie games from 10 indie developers made in seven days. We're, we've assembled a crack team of developers and uh, to try to give you the best, most varied horror experience imaginable. Uh, they all had the same prompt, which is make your own version of PT. Now, what do I mean by that? Do I mean remake PT? No, I mean remake PT in uh, concept, but not in content. So make uh, the intro chapter to the horror creation of your dreams. And uh, so, you know, I, I got those 10 together. It's going to be coming out pretty soon here. Uh, hopefully, by the time this podcast goes live, you'll be able to go wishlist it on Steam. And hopefully, the Steam page will be live. Uh, and, you know, so one of the, the developers you've heard us talking about on previous shows is uh, Will Brierly, who's here, better known uh, uh, for his title, Soda Drinker Pro. And uh, he's made Rot Gut for us. So, you know, you're going to hear all about Rocket today, and uh, also some other stuff that he's done before. We're just gonna have a conversation. You're gonna learn all about him. So, uh, DJ, drop that sick beat. I'm exhausted. Like, there's so much work to do. It turns yeah. out that when you try to, like, do the whole release a game thing in, like, uh, a month, um, like, create and release, like, create the project, get everyone together, do the development time, and release in a month, uh, it's a lot of work. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just making one game is, is a lot of work. Like, organizing it and doing all the stuff that goes into launching it. And I... I have actually way back in the day uh, released a couple of uh, compilation CDs. So I know what it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, various like bands and stuff and getting, getting people together and getting them over on the same page and telling about what the idea is and all that stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's super fun. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's cool. So, but you, you actually have a background in music. Yeah. Yep. That was, uh, I went to school for, uh, classical guitar and music business and uh that was my my life for for a good part of it really was touring musician and doing all that stuff so and it's still yeah. my life now but. yeah that's what i was saying is that when i called you for this project uh you were telling me that you actually are still in the uh the music production and actually while we were doing this project you produced some thing you want to talk about that oh yeah yeah we've got a show uh, uh a live streaming show which is like that the total opposite of what this project is, which is, has been like the nicest thing, like both of them really. Like, uh, so the one that we're, we, we do, uh, Tuesday and, and Thursdays every night, uh, or every week. It's a show called All, All Together Now. And it's like a super relaxing, like nice, uh, show where I have various like musical guests. So we had, uh, Yo Yo Ma on a couple of days ago, uh, Livingston Taylor, you know, a lot of like really cool, wonderful, artists from around the world and they perform live so it's like like a live streaming show but say with the show with yo-yo we had a dancer in chicago yo-yos in uh, massachusetts a storyteller near the rhode island area producers in uh san francisco and myself here and so it's it's really nice and uh a really cool team we're working on with that so. yeah yo-yo ma's kind of a big deal in the world of classical music oh yeah yeah he's He's, he's incredible. He was like, I mean, he is just so crazy good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he is very good. I mean, I, uh, I played, um, music in, in high school for a very long time. I, I, it's like, you know, it's one of those things that I'm actually not really, uh, sad that I, I gave up because I pursued writing instead. And, yeah. you know, um, what, when uh, comes... what did you play? 
Me? Yeah. Trumpet? I played um, trumpet for eight years. I played the trombone, and uh, I quit because, well, one, I didn't have the lung capacity, so I was really quiet, which uh, mm-hmm. isn't really a trombone thing. And also, I called myself a tromboner, and nobody corrected me for, like, several years. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i like trombone because it's like the hand grenade of music because it's just like just get it close to it you'll get a note that's kind of sounds right yeah, just do your best <laughs> just bullshit it yeah. great great band jokes god now i'm remembering all my band jokes Trump, um, trumpet too to some extent i don't know if you've ever seen somebody play flight of the bumblebee on trumpet but you're just pressing random button pressing random <laughs> buttons uh yeah <laughs> yeah Oh okay. uh, man, I, it's like it's like of my childhood having a crush on the girl in band class is like the modern day equivalent of having a crush on a streamer, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was uh, like most of my early girlfriends came from uh, like the the woodwind section. <laughs> that was the best section, honestly. I should have played the oboe or something cool. Uh, oboe players, so. oboe players are freaks, man. If you can if you can start dating an oboe player, you'll do. They're 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 the wild ones right there. You know what? <laughs> Uh, it's a little late for me to be dating a high school uh, band member, so I'm going to pass. I, in later life as well. Uh, anyways, the, 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 <laughs> back to the, the topic at hand, which is, of course, uh, Yo-Yo Ma. No, um, I, I, I have a fond memory of when I was like 12 in uh, Barnes & Noble. They were selling Yo-Yo Ma CDs, and I, I made a joke because his name is uh, Yo-Yo Ma, and uh, that sounds like Yo Mama, which, as a twelve-year-old, that's funny. That's a fun, that's a thing a twelve-year-old would laugh at. And and uh, this this older lady in front of me, and she looked at me very snootily through her thick glasses and said, "Yo-Yo Ma is a master." And I stopped reading for ten years. That put turned me off books for ten years. Old mean lady, like so. You know what? You write another. Maybe I would have been into more classical music. Maybe I would be literate. But no, I was like, nope. I'm over this. If that's what this turns me into, no classical music, no reading, no literature, just video games. That's it. That's and that's how I got here. That's the problem with gatekeeping. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Actually, I had someone uh, from a classical music radio station recently, like, like scolded me was like you probably don't even listen to this and i was like yeah i do (laughs) like but i mean i also listen to like jay-z and guar and like you know sepultura or whatever i don't know it's like yeah it's good i I hate i hate gatekeeping so much because like what is what was that lady doing was she like i'm gonna own this 12 year old like what what was she thinking and 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 uh, my, my favorite uh uh example of gatekeeping is like people that like fetishize Europeans. Um, there was I was listening to an NPR thing once uh, because I, I'm that smart. I'm just so smart. Uh, I listen to NPR. Just so smart. Um, and this this lady was like, uh, there was the French chef on, and he was talking about like different cuisines he made. And she comes on, and she's this this lady that has very high opinion of herself. She's like, I heard that Europeans won't even cook with American ingredients because it's just too low quality. And the French, the French chef. And by the way, if you know anyone that is French, they are like a, a crass, low people, and it's amazing. I love them. They are all very, very uh, like uh, you, you, the, the accent tricks you into thinking that they're fancy, but they're very like utilitarian. Um, it's like, and, and anyways, like they eat snails. Like you can't get more utilitarian than eating snails. That's like, that's 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 working with what you got. Um, and he, this, this French guy in this heavy accent is like, ah, I think this opinion is uh, the bullshit. Uh, Wisconsin cheese is some of my favorites. And and like she was like, you could see like hear over the radio her reality shattering as yeah. this like world renowned French chef was like, yeah, I eat American ingredients all the time. And it's like it's like she's like, oh my god, like I I just like imagine her like in her in her. Uh, yeah you know, very, very nicely decorated apartment with her cats sleeping in the hammocks that she's bought for the, the cat hammocks. And she's just like, what have I been doing with the last 10 years? She's wearing some kind of like shawl. Uh, her glasses have little like beaded chains and they're hanging around her neck as she's <laughs> looking at things like trying to get the distance right. Uh, anyways, uh, she's, that was my uh, impression of gatekeeping, which is why I've never much cared for it. And I always think that, um, because like you, you, you know, know that you're doing this uh, classical thing. Uh, you were like in other typical types of bands when you were younger. Oh yeah, yeah, I was touring in like rock bands and stuff. So like we, you know, like from my, um, let's see, the graduation ceremony of of college, like the day after that, of like I left that from 
from there, tour bus picked me up and I just was on tour for a couple of years uh, playing with, I started out like road managing for a band called Jupiter Sunrise and then opening up for some of the shows. And then I played in the band for a while and then uh, did a bunch of solo tours. And then I toured with a band called uh, Big Nazo for a while. And they, those guys are awesome. They were like, well, all those bands are awesome. They were like, uh, uh, you know, Jupiter Sunrise guys, those super cool, like wonderful times. And uh, that was like back in the MySpace days. So they're on MySpace records. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, in, in Tom's top eight. <laughs> so, Jesus, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was fun. It was like, uh, and then Big Nazo though, that band, uh, and they're still around. They're they're awesome. They they were like the first band I ever saw when I was a little kid. So it was cool being able to play in them. And uh, um, you know, they're super cool folks. It's like kind of like, you know, a lot of different members over the years. But there's like, you know, sometimes like twenty people on stage in the band. It's kind of like, uh, like if Guar was like a Motown funk band. So like it's like <laughs> really, you know, crazy huge costumes, dancers, and you actually wear like like a full bodysuit under the costume too, so you can't even like see the face uh you know of the performers. So like it was awesome. Like I'd play like, you know, like large, you know, uh theaters and arenas and stuff and like after you could like just walk around and you know, no, no, is you, and it's sweet. It's like that's that's how I like doing it. <laughs> you know, like, that is awesome. Yeah. So, how you said you were on the road? Like, how much time would you say if you when you're on the road touring? Like, how much of the year is being on the road? Yeah, mostly like maybe couple for like a couple of years, like uh, maybe a day off every like day or two off once a week or so. You know, day or two off of being on the road. Yeah, yeah, like like we we'd have like you know, like five or six shows or so, and then you stop, and then you know like a, a day or two. Probably the mo- most I had off was like maybe like a month or something, or you know like holidays. We'd go home, and you know sometimes we do like these weird things. Like I had this this one tour where we bought a limo and and toured out of it, and like it was on the Warp Tour in two thousand four, and we were in like. Seattle did that show and then uh, we ran out of merch so I ordered a bunch more and then the rest of the tour went up to Canada for a little bit and I was like we didn't have passports with us or something and we we ran out of merch so we're like let's like drive home and then we'll meet up with the tour in like Kansas and we'll do this really fast so we drove from like Seattle to Massachusetts in about 40 hours and uh it was in, in a limo, like a big stretch limo, and like these like three disgusting dudes who have never showered and, uh, and have, we, we carried, have never showered yeah. never in their life. Yeah, and we carried swords with us. It was really weird. And, what uh, kind of uh, what kind of sword? Uh, so I had uh, Stu had like a batliff, uh, Robbie. I forget what he, he had, and then my friend Matt like forged a sword for me, which is just kind of like this like handmade cool weird sword and uh awesome. <laughs> we kept them in on that trip across the country uh we hit a deer in like wisconsin and it just like obliterated it <laughs> and uh i remember like i thought we had hit a person because robbie was driving i was in the passenger seat and i hear this like horrible scream in the middle of the you know night in this beautiful you know fields and or plains and stuff and it was just like just it sounded like a person but it was robbie screaming and like <laughs> it was so scary <laughs> and then like uh, then we have this like limo totally covered in blood and like we're, we're, but it wasn't like wrecked or anything it was, it was just like messed up and uh uh we get pulled over a couple minutes later and the police officer's like well smoked a deer didn't you <laughs> and i'm like yep sorry he's like just fill out this form and then uh you know you get uh they, they have like a list of people who pick it up and at least the meat doesn't go to waste so uh you know i felt bad you know that we we uh killed it but it was like uh you know at least it didn't totally go to waste so and i just remember like uh just standing in pools of blood like <laughs> hosing down the giant limo like like pulling pieces of it out of the grill and stuff and uh uh it was gross <laughs> but we finished the rest of the tour so the the limo made it all the way back we got the march then uh didn't didn't make it back to kansas we picked it up in like new jersey and i just like 
stayed in friends' cars who were like traveling on the tour too. And we just did the shows. So it was like kind of a weird way to end it, but it was it was a fun time. So. I think the blood soaked limousine would be the name of a great scene band. Totally. <laughs> but my friend actually, Ravi, who who played keyboard on that tour, he actually just sent me some pictures the other day and it was like uh just I look like like a twelve year old. It's so like I mean, I guess it's a while ago, two thousand four, so that's like Sixteen years ago. That's God, that's so weird to think about. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Sixteen years ago, Jesus. there's like a sixteen-year-old person inside of me that <laughs> <laughs> that like it's, I don't know what that means, but did some kind of crazy shit. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah it's like it's fun, and and I would have never expected to be, all you know. Now, well, I mean, this this strange situation. But also just like, like I went to school actually hoping to make music for video games. So that was, and I went specifically to the school that I did because I knew the head of music business had written some Sega Genesis video game music. And I was like, well, maybe that, well, I can, he can tell me how to do this. And, uh, and then I got distracted playing in bands and, uh, but then years later started making video games. So <laughs> yeah, I know it's like coming full circle. That's the cool thing about being, a creative is that like you can always just like start over at square one and like a new yeah. kind of industry, you know, because like uh, another one of our guys in this project, uh, John uh, from the Scythe team, he's also like uh, a musician that did bands and stuff. And uh, he, uh, you know, now is doing video games. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a thing that like, I feel like music translates over to a lot of different stuff. Cause it's like, you know, it's, there's elements that help like, you know, uh, I don't know. It just the, a lot of things that I learned from that helped me through understanding how games and stuff are made. And it's also just like it's, it's kind of like you know painting versus sculpture, or you know playing guitar versus trumpet. It's like the notes are sort of the same. There's similar moves, but there's like you know different like things that you got to learn to for, for each of them to you know. It's like yeah. I play trumpet. I know the concept of, you know, what the notes are doing, but I don't know, have a good, you know, armature or whatever they call it, you know, mm -hmm. or know at all what to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been, uh, it's been fun because I'm working with everyone here because of the, the various different talents and like the different things that they, they are like masters in. Um, yeah. cause like with John, uh, he's, he's the one that's gotten the, if you're listening to this pod, the music at the beginning and the end is, is John's music. He's been doing a really great job for us. Um, and uh, it's funny because when we asked him for some songs, uh, Jesse, how many conservatively did he send over? Uh, 500,000. <laughs> All on like, AU files trapped, trapped, in, uh, trapped in limbo because I don't know how to, I, I haven't downloaded the software to change them. So, so uh, close yet so far. He's like ridiculously talented. He's got all this really cool stuff. Um, and he's like super prolific too. I was like, hey, I need a, song for the trailer he's like i got something perfect i just made and I, he sent it to me and it was, it was great and uh so we're using that for the the trailer that's going to be coming out he, he reminds me of that guy um have you ever heard of the song uh y'all cowards don't even smoke crack no yeah it's a it, viper he's still making yeah. music i was yeah, actually just talking with trevor uh about viper he was listening to a new viper track apparently he's, <laughs> he's still putting out music all the time for like Hey, how long has he been putting out music for? Uh, I don't actually know, but it's just that his output is fucking incredible. Like he has album after album, uh, at least 15 years at this point. Uh, Bell Coward Tony and Smoke Crack is like 10 years old. So. Just one of many. Yeah, well, okay, so he's released over a thousand albums. That's the, that's the number. Um, a lot of them are remixed versions of the same songs. Yep. Uh, he's, he's a very, very strange man. Um, but like John can do that, but not have it all be the same song remixed. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. So all fans of Viper out there and y'all, y'all cowards don't even smoke crack. Yeah. yeah here's another little, don't, it's terrible. It's really bad. <laughs> he's really bad. Uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's known for being bad. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Anyways, um, but uh, yeah. So other than your uh, your musical work, I think most people are going to know you best for uh, Soda Drinker Pro. Yeah, which is a game you made. Uh, like how long? Ago? 
go. Let me. I'm. I'm, I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, it's it's weird because even online there's like different dates and stuff. So it came out, I think, in two thousand, or maybe fifteen or sixteen on Xbox. Uh, let me see. I, but um, but it was you know in development before that. So it's it's kind of been in development forever. Even like when, because it was around the time I made the first first version when I was releasing an arcade game actually so the first game i ever put out was like an actual arcade game and very few arcades but it did get a release and uh uh and that was and then i made so drinker kind of like in in between there just as a joke for myself and it was like at like four in the morning and you know just kind of made it over the course of a day and that was it was just for me you know that was it it was like i thought that was funny and uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then that was it. And I made some other things. And, uh, but that was just like a five level, level demo. And I didn't plan on, you know, releasing it or doing anything with it. And then, uh, put out some other stuff and, uh, was really focusing on like the arcade game. And I was doing this one game called Me and You that never came out. And it was like, but I showed it at this, it was actually at an Andrew WK concert. And, uh, um, I met this fellow there who was, just you know checking out the game and uh uh really nice and he mentioned that he had a soda drinking uh um club that he ran and i was like oh you know uh, uh i made a soda game once and uh you know we went our separate ways and and then like a year later i i got an email from like every email address i ever had and uh and he was like are you that guy i met once who told me about a soda drinking game you made once <laughs> i was like yeah and he's like uh uh I'm putting on a soda drinking festival. Can you bring the game? And I'm like, sure, that sounds fun. And uh, so I looked on all the different computers and because I was collecting all those old computers to turn into arcade games at the time. And uh, they, they, it was like eight computers and the last one had it on there because I forgot where I put it. And uh, so we found it, brought it to the thing and it went over uh, well. So I was like, let's do some more stuff with this and, you know, uh, um, then it was like the next week it was in like the Wall Street Journal and all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I was like, let's, uh, let's keep going. And, 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 you know, then we put the secret game in there and did all these different versions. There's a version, uh, for like actual medical devices. We launched like a real soda that was like in a bunch of stores. Uh, uh, you know, kind of, it's one of those things. It's just really fun to like see what, uh, you know, fun, things you can do with it and it's also it's it's i don't know it's just been neat so yeah it's like it's it's kind of it's it's almost outsider art you know it's it's like it's almost ungraspable like it's one of those things where people like keep trying to like find answers to questions that they have about it but the game is not beholden to answer those questions you know (laughs) like it's it's set up for that to you know there's certain stuff in there that's that's done on purpose with that. And then other stuff is like, also it's just cool seeing like, like, you know, different like fan fiction and things that people have written about it and you know, stories behind it and stuff. So. Yeah. I think that um, like it, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's, it's almost impossible. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those that people like start writing uh, fan fictions about, you know, it's one of those things that people will start having their own impressions of, in ways that like really aren't comprehensible to like any like they're all logical leaps, but that's because the game itself is like a logical leap, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like I think that the the the, the I, I discovered um, the game when I was watching a YouTube channel that like played bad games, and mm-hmm. then when they were playing it, they were like, I don't I don't know if this is a bad game or like brilliant, you know? <laughs> and and yeah. it's like the game has like a 30% on Metacritic because I yeah. don't think any critics that played it were like taking the time to think about like, wait, what if this is like <laughs> intentionally created to be this way? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it's funny. I know, you know, to a certain extent, I mean, you know, I don't have any like identifiable tracking analytics in it, so I couldn't tell who, but like, I know when it first came out where we'd send out the keys, you could tell people didn't play it for a certain amount of time. So, so it was like you send it to a journalist and, and you knew that like, like, Oh, they didn't, they didn't really play it all the way through, but that's okay. You know, it's 
Like, so I kind of had an idea where, where it was going to go uh, on the, the critic side. But it's funny, like, since then, it's it's like, you know, the user reviews have been really, for the most part, pretty good. And, uh, um, but it's got all these, like, like there's like an exhibit in the uh, Moscow Museum of Contemporary Art earlier this year with included soda drinker. So I was like, really, you know, happy that it, they did. And it was like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's this weird, neat life to it that like, it's just been a, you know, pleasure to be, be able to, to do it. It's like so many like little weird things that, you know, I could have just like slept in that day and not made the game or, uh, never talked about it with that guy at the thing or even even bring it to the soda festival i almost um didn't make it because there was a snowstorm and we weren't uh didn't want to drive because it's too dangerous so we took a train and then even when we got to providence for the festival it uh like a taxi wouldn't pick us up and all this stuff so we had to like run to the thing run back to catch a train home (laughs) it's just like all these like little things you'd never you know just really glad that we kind of accepted them and and you know that like even how it ended up on like xbox and all these different like neat connections that people made and i don't know it's just been really cool experience and a lot of fun so So, it's really fun making it too when 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 you do get these negative reviews that are giving it like I it's like uh, I was looking at the Metacritic for it and there's people that are like there are no redeeming qualities to this game. Do you like laugh it off because they didn't like get it or does it like are you like upset about that? Like how do you feel about that? You know, it's sometimes like say like if I'm trying to think like for the most part like the ones that gave it a negative review were from like a lot of like outlets that I didn't really read much anyway. So it was like the ones that I uh, like, I feel like uh, when, when uh, the YouTuber brutal moose did a video on my game, I was like, so like I saw it pop up on my feed. Cause I'm like a subscriber to his channel anyway. And I was like, Oh no, is he going to hate the game? And he like said wonderful things about it. And I was like, Oh my God. It like made me so happy. And like, it was, uh, so I think if like he hated it or like other like folks that like I I'm like big fans of and stuff like and everyone's entitled to you know their opinion and stuff. So it's like it's one of those ones where I know for sure it's totally a reasonable thing to not like the game. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it's like it's one of those ones where it's kind of like if you know I asked like like someone's great aunt to listen to like a noise album for like four hours they probably wouldn't like it, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's so, so it's, it's, you know, not every, every, you know, piece of media is for everyone, but it's, uh, but, it, but I made it for like, definitely something that like I thought I'd enjoy. And, and especially even with soda drinker, like, even though it's like, like a silly concept, there's like a ton of like personal stuff in there. So like, so, so many of the levels are actually based on like real, places in my life and stuff so it's just fun like recreating them but when i would do it i put a set of rules into the art so like i'm left-handed but i do all the art with my right hand using a, a mouse over a certain time period so that way it's like it, it, you get that consistent look of like not very good mm-hmm. and it's like uh <laughs> you know like because like if you want to you know i can make more realistic type stuff but like the the specific look i was going for for this was like you know i want it to look like a game that could give you a virus you know like or like a thing that's like you know <laughs> just like like and once you get to like level 50 and it keeps going you're like wait what is this <laughs> like, <laughs> and then like you get to like like level 100 and then it unlocks like 20 more levels <laughs> and then you find out about the secret game and then you know just beating that that's like really really hard like i've seen i think the speed run record for it is like like uh i want to say right now it's like three hours to like beat the whole vivian clark thing but mm-hmm. i forget uh but it takes me like like i don't know six or so and i know where all the stuff is in it <laughs> so it's <laughs> like i'm blown away seeing people beat it it's like 
Yeah, uh, and that's and that's kind of the essence of the weird internet is like a secret game that's longer and more robust than your actual yeah. game, you know? And <laughs> that's the thing that I think is interesting about Soda Drinker Pro is that it, it wasn't invented to be like a meme. It like wasn't invented to draw and like it, like it was it, like a, a lot of the things that feel fake that a lot of things that feel like uh, like corporate are like things that are invented very clearly to try to appeal to a certain audience. This is a game that just you made because you thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was, people just liked it. <laughs> yeah. I think like if you believe like like if if you make something that you you really like like because every once in a while I'll still you know I actually almost played it earlier today but uh, uh you know every once in a while I'll pop it on and be like oh this is this is neat like it's like it feels good seeing you know playing through something you made and that like there's tons of stuff in there that I forgot about and it's like. Uh, and then when you play it again, you're like, oh, that was, that was cool. And I figure like there's, you know, at least, you know, a certain amount of people in the world that would also, you know, enjoy it. And even if it, even if it was none, I'd, I'd still get like a game that I want, you know? So it's like, it's, uh, that's kind of how I like to, you know, make stuff is like, as long as I, I feel happy with it and I, I would pay for it, then you know, I'll put it out there, but it's mm-hmm. like, but especially with a game like that, I wanted, you know, putting it out on like Xbox and Steam, I wanted to make sure that like, it was like a, a lot of content and like really, you know, like, like the, they'll, they'll get their, their money's worth if, you know, hopefully <laughs> it's, it's, it's been, uh, but it, that was, you know, it was, there's so much stuff in there. It's like, 140 playable characters in Vivian Clark alone. And it's like, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those games that it's just like content is packed because there's no sense of like perfectionism to it. You know, it's oh, just like, right. let's just throw stuff together, throw it out there. And then there you go. It's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like, like, I think it's just being happy with the, the level of you know like the look that you're looking for like for certain stuff you know like i mean i've done other projects they're totally different look and vibe and things and, and you, you kind of kind of it's kind of like the difference teacher in high school she, she was really nice uh, uh but um for graduation she wanted to or you know we were supposed to sing uh, time of your life by green day and she was reading the, the music to it, and she was like, "On the turning point of the sun, road." And I was like, "You know, that's that's nice, but it's like it's you got to play it, you know, the way it was was written. It's like the notes, just because those are the notes, that's not what it's, uh, it's gonna sound like." And so think about that with like making video games. Is sometimes you gotta, you know, it's got it's sometimes it's like a you know a punk rock trio, and sometimes it's a classical guitar and or, uh, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what Soda Drinker Pro reminds me of? And this is something that I, I, I just thought of. It's the difference between someone trying to make their magnum opus and sitting there and, like, slaving over the same painting for, for, for a year to try to get all the details right versus making Legos with your kid. Yeah. And you just, you just make a thing, and then they, they take it apart, and then you make another thing. And that's what yeah. I feel like Soda Drinker Pro is, is that you're just making a thing, and then you're like, okay, now let's make another thing. Yep. You're not, it's, yeah, and then, and then ultimately you're left with this, it's kind of like a, it's like raw creativity without the filter. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I, I, get, I like that. <laughs> it's definitely that, that vibe making it was just like, oh, what's, what's going to happen? I don't know. You know, and then, and then stuff like would come out of that that I wouldn't realize that, you know, things that are connected and characters and, you know, like even like the worlds of Vivian Clark and Soda Drinker are connected and there's like, ways to go in and out of both of those worlds and stuff and they it just all came together and there's a lot a lot of stuff I made that didn't make it in the game but it was like you know it was the stuff that felt felt like it should be there and you know yeah but but the creation process totally like that you're just like making stuff and doing it every day and getting that zone be like what do I want I'm gonna have like a spray a snake eating toast I don't know you know (laughs) (laughs) sure yeah, so for uh, for Rock Gut, you went through uh, a similar like you know creative process where so you have the level that exists, but a yep. lot of the game is uh, the visual, the the graffiti that's kind of just throughout yes. this tunnel. Yeah, and um, it's one of those. It's it's a weird one because I will say that if someone just walks 
from the beginning of the game to the end, it's not terribly long and you will miss a lot. But that's the thing is that the game isn't about just walking to the end. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was funny. It brought back some weird soda drinker memories in making that. And it was like, just because it, it's kind of like soda drinkers, like a billion levels with like, you know, in the, every level I, I made sure there was like something in there to find. If you explored it, you'll get some fine, weird, silly thing. But like there's two levels in the game that are total duds, though, that I put in there on purpose that are just like s- stupid nothing in there. But like. <laughs> With the clouds and the rainforest level, both of those, no good. Just skip them. <laughs> but um, the uh, uh, but with Raka, it's like yeah, it's really about like exploring and thinking about the folks that were down there. That like you know the way I I did the graffiti is like uh, I actually did it all in VR, and so I think right now there's like 150 different pieces in there, and uh, but I probably gonna get it I, i'd love to just keep updating it because it's like super fun and uh mm-hmm. to do but um there's uh and also i have some other stuff i want to make moving in there but uh i just kind of get into a character of you know who is this person down here and what what are they telling us that what what is their reason for being down there and then i'd only do in that like uh make the art pieces in in their style and personality. So like I try and really get into different characters and it's like you're acting, uh, but you're painting, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was really the, the main process down there. And then also just, you know, it's based on a real place that I've been down to a bunch of times and, you know, almost got stabbed at once. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and it's a terrifying place. <laughs> so, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us the, the, the inspiration for it? Yeah, so like it's it's kind of like a based on a sort of true story of of like uh, I mean I I got found an invitation to an a party in an abandoned tunnel and I went there by myself and <laughs> um, went down there and it's it's definitely like there's videos of it you can find uh, like online and stuff and it's uh, um, just a uh, scary abandoned tunnel and the party was it was pretty cool it was like you know nothing like uh like nothing super crazy going on there but then uh going past the party and this was like the first time i went down there i did that and it was like what am i doing like (laughs) it's like you're just like walking into the darkness and it's like goes like three miles and uh i didn't make it super far but i made it to uh a few really scary things and those are some things that are actually in the game and i remember some of the language stuff on the walls but like most of that was just really getting into this these different characters and painting but mm-hmm. uh but yeah there's there's some scary scary stuff down there like it's crazy <laughs> and i don't I, I was like thinking about the art uh, or when i was making you know the game i was just thinking as we're like in this situation now not you know leaving the house or anything like what what's going on down there right now you know like who's in there what are they doing because <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. uh, it, it always gets you know uh locked shut or welded shut or whatever and then someone finds a way to break in and i don't know probably been out like three or four times it's been years but like uh it's scary and gross and but, but it was so cool to like get into that part in my mind of just being like, what, what is, uh, what's really scary for me? And it's, this is a, we're living a super scary time right now. Like, uh, so this very been a super therapeutic experience, just, uh, safely experiencing those feelings. And it's, it's been wonderful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking now. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think about what I could actually talk about with Rocket now. That's not going to be a spoiler. I think most of it's just spoilers at this point, right? Uh, well, I could see. Because um, you go into this, basically, you know, it's a recreation of that experience. You find an invite, yeah. you go to this party, um, you know, it's uh, and it's not a game... There's like an objective, but it's not a game necessarily that says like 
press X to not die. You know, it's not yeah, like exactly. No, there's like a one in six chance you're gonna die. <laughs> Um, only only one in six i've died twice now when i when i was doing some of the testing i didn't i thought it was probably more frequent than that yeah yeah oh i'm sorry it's uh uh that one in six that you live oh okay cool perfect <laughs> yeah yep it's and i i want to put in an ending where it's like if you get the one where you can survive uh and actually i gotta put this in like the the uh or here's an exclusive <laughs> actually no no I, i'll leave it in for the the players because it's uh i i made a, a mode where like an explore mode that like you won't die but mm-hmm. i i forget what the hotkey is to turn that on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's like you press j three times but i don't remember <laughs> it's uh it's it's not a set drinker game unless there's obscure ways to access modes that no one knows about <laughs> there's there's a bunch of them still that in so that people haven't found there's really like, yeah oh yeah there's like and uh there's so so there's a ton of like soda customizations and i don't know why anyone would ever you know find this other than like if they maybe like there's a way to look in the code and decompile it and figure it out but like there's a bunch of like the soda customizer uh based on how you customize it unlocks different modes in the game so if you uh set it the color to red the chunkiness to max uh and emotional intensity i think all the way up uh it unlocks santa mode and there's like a santa that follows you around uh there's a spaghetti mode that i can't remember how to unlock but it just like sprays spaghetti everywhere <laughs> um, it's like there's fun mode where you you can like jump and move fast <laughs> i forgot how to do fun mode but there's there's probably like at least like 10 or 20 modes in that game that you can unlock uh, and there's a bunch of them I've never seen anyone unlock. And there's there's like levels in there that no one's ever found, as far as I've seen in videos and stuff. But um, that's crazy. Yeah, there's all the soda drinker fans need to need to step up their game. Yeah, <laughs> there's still secrets to be discovered. Oh, definitely. There's like there's probably you know uh, uh, I was gonna put in a thing where if if you found it, like it would send a chat directly to my phone, and I could like write to people but it'd make it like some really extremely hard thing but i don't know by the time someone found it the tech would be outdated and wouldn't work or something so, <laughs> but I, I i might do that and i thought thought about that with like rock cut too is like making it so i could change things on the fly but it's tricky in seven days but someday you know like i wanted to like make a scary space and the thing it was really interesting challenge too like so I, I haven't played like a ton of scary video games. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think the scariest game like this war of mine is really scary to me. Oh yeah, that actually is a really <laughs> like, scary game. So sad and scary. Uh uh I was I was thinking about this like last night, like other ones that are like um or times I've been scared in games, like uh what's that one? Like the World War One game that's like uh like Valiant Hearts. Uh mm-hmm. that that was just more sad. You know, like I think that's the type of stuff that scares me is like real sad <laughs> stuff that you can't you know, like this situation like the you know, uh uh virus situation. Sad and scary and it's like uh, uh I don't think of like like m- monsters or ghosts or anything like that as much. Um I, I like it's like I like monsters. <laughs> I love like Guar is one of my favorite bands, and you know, like uh, it's like you know, I love like um, I'm trying to think, I, and I was love love like Alfred Hitchcock and stuff like that, and yeah, uh, just like that weird, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess Black Mirror. That's that's gotten me. I can't watch too many of those because i don't know if, like it'll just like mess with me for a few days and i'm just mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know the feeling I, I often feel that the things that really stick with me are not necessarily like the ghost movies that yeah yeah i watch the ghost well i love ghost movies like they're my favorite kinds of movies and uh, oh yeah but I, I go to bed fine after watching a scary ghost movie it's the ones that are like the psych the the real human terror that i think is really scary personally yeah yeah i love like oh man i just thought about like i'm sure like everyone in the world when they talk to you, they're like, "Oh, here's my favorite horror movie." But like, it's so fun. And it's like, uh, 
uh, like The Shining and stuff. That that was the first one that got me. And it was like uh, I watched it in like the woods with my or my friend's house in the woods. But then I'll tell you a fun Shining story. Uh, when I was little, I stayed in the, the Mount Washington Inn once. When um, and that's like where the outside scenes of, of the Shining were filmed. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so I went in there. I was like a little kid, took a shower, and the um, shower instantly got like super, super hot and like burned my back. And I went crying into my parents' room totally naked and just puked all over the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like this like, naked little kid being like burned in the shower. So <laughs> that's my actual horror story there. But other than that, it's a beautiful place. I, I went by there uh, earlier this year and it was so cool and Oh man, I love that place. Other than yeah. scary showers, but I've never I've never been there before. I don't know what it's like. Yeah, it was cool. It was like uh, I don't know, just it's big and beautiful and crazy. I, I'd love to stay there again. I, it's it's so cool. I I gotta I yeah, I was like probably you know third grade at the time. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it looked yeah. like going back. Sounds like you had a lot of adventures in your time on this planet. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. It's like, that's, uh, I just love like going on, you know, weird, silly adventures and stuff like that. This is actually something I was talking uh, to, to someone about. It was like making this game is like a great way to go get experience those feelings and not be in danger. Like there was a time just like earlier this year where I was like going out really late at night, just like walking around by myself and like kind of places that probably not a good idea to do that in. And like, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to stop doing this. Cause like <laughs> got into like couple close call situations. Like I'm going to, no, I got to take it easy and just do this in like VR and just make some. So then it was just, and actually that was like when shortly after that I made the, to find the letter H game to try and like make stuff uh, that what was it? There was a time. Oh yeah. That was, I was coming back from South by Southwest last year and I was like going to, uh, I could have taken an Uber home from the airport, but I was like, no, I'm going to, you know, take the subway and just walk home from there. And so I, it was like, close to two in the morning, the last, I cut the last bus and train back into uh, uh, Cambridge. And I had like a backpack with all these computers and luggage and all this stuff. And it's super late at night. And then this guy comes out of nowhere and like <laughs> tries to mug me. I'm like, Oh no. And so like, I totally should have just taken it over and then safer. But I outran him. I ran into the street. And I was like, at least if I go into the street, like, facing traffic maybe this guy will get hit and and so like you know i i and i got all my luggage so maybe that like pad me or something but it was like really late and i was so tired just flying all day and like uh and this guy tries to mug me and i'm like i outran him behind like the curious george it's not there anymore but the curious george store and uh then like ducked into an alleyway and called a uber and went home and i was like man and, and there's like a couple days after that, I made final letter H because I was like so sad and scared from like that experience of like, I want to make a nice thing that make me feel better. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the essence of, I think your, your kind of creative process is that like you, you something will happen and you're like, instead you're, like I said, your, your motivation for creating things is not like, let's, let's sell a million copies. It's like, I'm going to make a thing that makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's... It's a good way to do game design, I guess. Like we're all supposed to be having fun or making yeah. fun. So might as well have fun while making fun. Right. Totally. It's, it's, it's this way of weird therapeutic thing. And you know, it's like, and hopefully it's, hopefully it's helpful for other people. And you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just nice to be able to do it. And it's amazing. We have this technology to, that, you know, we can share it with each other and, I don't know. It's we as as scary as these times are. I'm so crazy thankful for all this stuff that we we have to be able to to do all this. Well, so. well, hell, hopefully uh, you had fun also working on uh, Ratcut for our collection here. Oh my god, it was so much fun, and the, all the developers in this, and you know everyone involved has been awesome. It's been like 
just a cool experience. So thanks for having me on it. Yeah, awesome. no, I mean, I, I just like, and if anyone out there is trying to live your own dreams of, uh, you know, indie projects and stuff, I just like randomly called Will. Like he, he sent an email about find the letter H. I had gotten the email and I said, hey, I have this thing I'm putting together. Do you want to be a part of it? So don't ever be afraid to just reach out to people out there. You're, you're always going to be surprised with how willing people are to, to work with you on stuff. Yeah. Um, unless you're a racist, don't be a racist. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jesse, you got any uh, questions over there? No, I, I think I'm good. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Will, we're going to have to wrap this up. We're reaching about our time because uh, uh, I got to go do some other secret stuff for the project that we're almost ready to announce. So, um, uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and once again, Dreadx Collection, hopefully the Steam page will be up by the time you see this. But we're getting the final you know, uh, uh, little screws turned and it's going to all be ready pretty soon. So if you want to check out uh, Will's uh, new game, Rotgut, it's going to be part of the Dread X collection. And uh, while you're at it, go ahead and check out uh, Soda Drinker Pro. It's only like five bucks, right? Yeah. And uh, it's got a z- 10 trillion hours of content or something stupid like that. It's got 400 levels. Uh, it's brilliant. So go ahead and check it out um, and then check out our game soon. Uh, it's coming out soon. So uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, we still got James and uh, Justin and uh, I think one other coming up. No, I think that's probably going to be everyone. I might be forgetting someone. If I am, I'm so sorry. But uh, you'll uh, hear from the rest of us soon. So, uh, you know, talk to you soon. Bye. Highly overpaid for it. But you know what? It's going to be worth it. What I did... I bought a 20-year-old bottle of Crystal Pepsi. Uh, And as you can clearly see, it's yellow. And for all I know, the guy who sent it to me could have somehow urinated in this bottle and said, you know what? I'm excited. I'm going to drink it anyway. And hopefully this, you know, it's like getting in a time machine with Doc Brown. Hopefully it sends me back to 93. I'm gonna feel like a kid again.